Welcome back to the Risk Report. Today is a mellow Monday. All right. And we're going to be recapping what happened last uh, this past weekend. Um, really, all, all I have to talk about today was the only thing I was really truly excited for this weekend was that UFC fight. All right. UFC 261. Today, we're going to go over that a little bit. Um and I might do a little couple stories here and there. But other than that, we're just going to recap what the fuck happened that night on Saturday. It was absolutely insane. Um, every single fight was an upset, uh, just overall crazy, right? Overall unexpected. Absolutely unexpected. And it was crazy. Um, I'm really glad that we got to order it on pay-per-view and fucking watch that shit because I knew I had woken up on Saturday and I was already super fucking excited. I've been looking forward to like, you know, this fight for I think damn near two weeks since we've known about it. <clears throat> and, um, you know, especially after watching that Jake Paul shit, I just kind of wanted to wash it off of me. Right. I wanted to watch some real fucking fighting and, um, and look, if you guys tune into the podcast from before, uh, episode number 40, and I had done my predictions on to what the fuck was going to happen in the fight, <clears throat> um, and just overall predictions throughout the whole night, it, they, weren't, they weren't necessarily predictions of what exactly is going to happen, but I called some shit out, right? I called some shit out about, you know, the leg kicks. I was talking about in the last fucking uh, episode that the you know the most po- uh, popular uh, fucking move and weapon of choice nowadays in the UFC has been the the leg kicks, right? The leg kicks, and um, you know we, with Anderson Silva, we saw a couple years ago that there's a dangerous spot to that leg kick, right? Because nowadays, so you know before it was more so that thigh, you know we're hitting the thigh. In the leg kicks. Now it's like a lot of people are hitting the calf, right? So I was talking about this in the last episode, the calf kicks. You know, this 2021, this is the year of these calf kicks, the leg kicks, you know, and people don't understand how, how fucking much damage that shit really does. And within the first two fights of the main card, you get to see exactly what the, what damage those leg kicks do from the person throwing it and from the person receiving it, right? Because on the first fight, you had uh, Jimmy Crute, an Australian fighter, which you got to hand it to that guy. That's one of the toughest human beings I've ever seen, okay? Because he got hit with a kick above the knee, so more towards his thigh. It looked like it got that kind of that tendon that helps you bend your knee on the outside, it looks like the dude who threw that, uh, which I forget his name. I'm, uh, I apologize about that. But um, <clears throat> the guy who threw the leg kick hit Jimmy Crute above the knee over in that tendon, it looked like, in that spot. It completely stiffened his leg 
to where his ankle, right? Let's say your ankle is just like straight down, right? His ankle was off to the side and he couldn't turn it. So every time he tried to step on that leg, his ankle would just give out, right? From a kick above the knee, completely fucked up this dude's tendons. And uh, you got to give it to that guy. He tried to take him down. He tried to, you know, ground and pound him. And you could see that his ankle was just fucking moving all over the place, dude. It was fucked up. It was painful to watch, right? It's painful to watch some guy trying to take a step and his ankle give it out. That's that's a painful thing to watch. Um, <clears throat> and he, he ended up getting... Uh, uh, you know, the, the ref said he, he's unable to fight. He's unable to fight. And the guy was super pissed. He wanted to keep going. Listen, you'll get a shot again at that guy. And I wouldn't doubt it if you won that fight because, wow, dude, the toughness that you have for, to fucking keep going and especially throw your weight on a guy when you've got this ankle that's fucking, you're clearly twisting your ankle left and right. So that was the first fight of the main card, right? You get to see what damage the fucking leg kick does, right? And again, back to the popularity of this leg kick in UFC now. It's crazy. Now, second fight rolls in. This is the most insane one. Second fight rolls in. It's Uriah Hall versus uh, Weidman, right? And Weidman is the guy who Anderson Silva had broken his leg on, right? Back in the day, a couple years ago, I forget when it was, maybe 2011, 2012, I want to say. Anderson Silva threw a leg kick at Chris Weidman's leg, hit hit him at the knee, broke his tibia fibia in half, broke his leg completely in half from the shin. Horrible, 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 right? Completely destroyed that man's career, and it ended Anderson Silva's career, even though he tried and tried again after a year after to train and he couldn't win any fight. You can't shake that psychologically, you know what I mean? And it, it's a tough thing to shake, and it's tough to shake, you know, something that's so into your repertoire, uh, a tool of yours. You know, that's it's tough, all right? So, anyways, the guy that, that Anderson Silva broke his leg on is fighting Uriah Hall. They come out. The first thing he does is throw the same exact kick, full force, snaps it in the same exact way. Right, it came full circle. It came full fo- fucking circle. Broke his leg immediately in the same exact way. He fell back. Fucking, you know, it was horrible, dude. Horrific to see. Horrific to see. And these were the first two fights. Leg kicks. Okay. The popularity of this leg kick is is unbelievable and. You know, within the first two fights, you get to see the damage of what the fucking leg kicks can do on both ends. On both ends. You know, it's uh, that's a tough one. If I was a kickboxer or something, I'd, I'd maybe really rethink that front leg kick, that calf kick. All of that. It ain't worth it, bro. You think that shit's worth it to give somebody a fucking Charlie horse? Come on, dude. But then again, you see a kick like what what this guy uh, threw in the first fight, in the first fight of the main card, and you get to see like what fucking damage it does to that guy's entire legs and tendons. Which look, dude, you really could be fucking up somebody's career doing that. Let's say let's say this guy's got a tear on his fucking knee now, you know, on one of his tendons in his knees. Now he's got to get surgery. 
I said it in the last podcast. I'd rather get fucking knocked out and punched in the face, all right, than break a fucking leg fighting or someone breaking my arm or some shit. Um, just unbelievable. Those were the first two fights, right? So the off rip, those first two fights, the energy is unbelievable. Um, right. There's a weird vibe in the air. It's the first fight back where, where they had an audience. The fighters actually had an audience this time. It was in Florida and Jacksonville, Florida. And so, yeah, you get to see the intensity of that, 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 that place must've been fucking intense, dude. <coughs> it must've been fucking intense. And then you see, after that, you see the, uh, the, I don't know, not the straw weight. I, I want to say women's bantamweight champion, women's flyweight champion, uh, Shevchenko, right? Valentina Shevchenko, I think her name is. And, uh. Oh my God, you just see her dominating this other girl. Um, you really see her dominating. It, it was like watching a female Khabib. And, you know, and that's what it is with these guys that are uh, men and women that are champions, right? The world champs of mixed martial arts. They're the world champs because they can fucking out wrestle, okay? They can fucking control the fight. They can control three rounds, five rounds, being on top of you. Putting pressure on you, you know? Doesn't matter that you're the better striker. They got you on the ground. They're controlling the fight. They're getting points. All right? That's what I've noticed with these fucking absolute dominators of, of the, the belts, right? That not only can they throw bombs, not only can they knock people out and have that threat, but there's also the looming threat of, oh, this person can take me down. This person can throw their weight around me, right? There's always that threat. And with Usman and Masvidal, that was the threat. That was the threat that we had talked about was, uh, you know, Usman's ground game. That was my whole thing was if if Jorge Masvidal can stand with him, he, he'll, he's got this. If he keeps getting taken down... You know, it's and it, it draws out to five rounds. Usman's got it. That was my prediction. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw Usman knocking Jorge Masvidal the fuck out. That was like a 12th round boxing match knockout right there where all the fucking sweat. It was like a Rocky movie with all the fucking, bah, just the, the impact of that shot just a mist of sweat around this man's fucking head. It was incredible. It was fucking incredible. And Jorge Masvidal, you know, we all want to see that guy win, man. But he's a good sport, man. Even he was like, wow, right? Even he was like, dude, you could tell he was almost excited about that shot. That shot was an incredible shot to take. Uh, Nobody can stand that shot, dude. Nobody can get hit with that. Even the fucking heavyweight champ. I don't think could stand there and take a shot of that fucking precision and caliber caliber. It was like a fucking shotgun blast. Dude, it was instant lights out. Um it was insane to watch. This every fight, every every fucking fight. And you saw Thug Rose knock out with the with that kick. It was almost like a it was a regular, you know, kind of a roundhouse kick to the face, but it to me, it had like a little whip to it at the end. It had like a little snap to where she just clocked that chin, dude. And and she took the fucking... She's the new UFC strawweight champion. 
right? She took home that belt again for the second time. Thug Rose. Unbelievable fight night. I mean, that was that was what the UFC needed. It was the best one of the year thus far. And, you know, what's, you know, hopefully for Masvidal, he keeps fighting. You know, he keeps fighting and yeah, it's crazy. It's like no one expected Usman to knock him out viciously like that. But Usman has knocked out the last three of his opponents. Right? So it's tough, man. It's all, it's like this champ doesn't get what he's deserved because he's so fucking good and he's been beating everybody for so long that now he's literally lapping. When he's saying, I'm coming back and I'm starting with Jorge Masvidal and I'm lapping everybody, it's because that's exactly what he's doing. This guy might retire as one of the greatest of all time. He's definitely the greatest of all time, one of them. But he's going to be the greatest of all time in the UFC. I mean, he's just been dominating. He's about to beat GSP's record. So, you know, there's no, there shouldn't be any more doubting Usman. Um, yeah, I mean, that guy's a whole nother caliber. So, the, so what I'm saying is the threat of this guy's <clears throat> ground and pound, the threat of this guy's ground game and his dominance on top, it was, that was Jorge Masvidal's threat, right? So he, he got caught with his hands down and he's also a street fighter type of dude, right? He's a brawler. He's a brawler. So, you know, when he gets hit with the shots, he smiles. He enjoys that. He's like, holy shit, right? He's like, it's like a Roberto Duran, man. And um, I guess it was not the threat of Usman knocking him out, I guess. It was, which it should always be. You're in a cage with another UFC trained fighter. They can definitely knock each other out. That's what I think is crazy, is that you can never take anything away from each of those opponents because they're there for a reason and they've got some serious fucking power. So, um, yeah, you know, it's insane. It was insane. The whole night was fucking crazy. Um, overall it was a chill weekend and, and you know what, that, that event didn't disappoint. It was amazing. And I had been looking forward to that whole week. Um, so yeah, insane fight. And if you haven't watched the re, replays, which I'm sure people have, uh, go check that shit out. It's out on YouTube, everything. Tremendous fights. Um, hope everything's okay to that guy, Chris Weidman, because uh, that leg break is no joke, man. And um, yeah, overall, it was a fucking good weekend. Um, I want to say a shout out to my younger sister. It was her birthday this Saturday, and uh, she is now 24, 23, 23 years old crazy so crazy she sent me a picture of uh us when we were little kids you know and uh yeah it's insane you know when you have a younger younger sibling this to watch them grow like you know to me it's like yeah it hits me from time to time like damn i'm older what the fuck is going on i'm just getting older and older um but at the same time my sister's you know an adult you know, full-time adult, so, and she's doing great, so good for her, and I hope she had a fantastic weekend, I know she had a good weekend, but, um, really hope she had a good time on her birthday, um, other than that, man, I think I'm gonna keep it chill, um, invest in doggy coin, (laughs) invest in doge, 
whatever, however you fucking say it, right? Whatever uh, accent you fucking say it in, Dogecoin, doggy coin, I like to call it, dog coin, dodge, dodgy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you never know, bro. You never know what that, and people have been making fucking money off of it. You know, think about the people that had bought tens of thousands of shares of those a long time ago. It's big time. It's big time, people. Um, hundreds of thousands of shares of those, right? There's people that I know people that bought that much of it, right? Let me put it into perspective. If you had bought Dogecoin, Doggy Coin, at in 2019, where it was like minuscule price, I think it was like 0.006 or some shit like that. If you had spent like $1,200, if you had spent that stimulus check on it, you'd probably have 120 grand right now. Yeah, unbelievable, unfucking real. So. Keep your eye out on that. I threw some money in there. I've got some shares. Um, because look at it this way as well. Um, for us young bucks out there in the game, people that are just working, don't really know much about the stock market or cryptocurrency or any of that shit, right? You're just getting left behind in the fucking trails. If you think about it, right, people are people are banking on something that they put a couple shares in, can buy a couple shares in over time. That goes up maybe 20% at the most, 5%, 10% usually, and that's how you're making some money. Dude, this thing is going. It's very volatile, right? It could plummet at any second. But it could also fucking raise up at any second to s- tremendous heights. Look at Bitcoin. Right? So if this thing hits a dollar eventually, and you had bought it when it was like at like five fucking cents, and you bought 10,000 shares... All right, if it hits that dollar, you're maybe like, I don't know, 100, 200, $300 investment, whatever. Could be, you know, maybe a $1,000 investment could be $10,000, right? So it's tough. The, the, the good thing about these cryptos is that for young bucks, people out in the game, young people right now, you know, where we're all like struggling, working our asses off, <clears throat> wondering, wow, how do people make so much money to do this and that, to buy homes, to pay off mortgage? How do people get money, right? I work every day. How do people make money to, to, to move on in life, right? To not leave here with debts, you know, to leave shit for people behind, right? Dude, it's, these, it's this investing bullshit, you know what I mean? Right, I saw I saw that somebody I know had put twelve hundred bucks in that cryptocurrency and and various other cryptocurrencies. All right, they've made millions, but he had put twelve hundred bucks in Dogecoin specifically. I think two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, and it's now worth one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Well, it hit $125,000 when it hit to, to that uh, 0.4, 0.5 range. Right now, it's at that 0.2, 0.3. <coughs> you know, life-changing money. 
life-changing money. And so, you know, I've, I've, I've made a couple a couple bucks off of the Robin Hood and the investments on, you know, on, on actual stock trades and everything. And I'm, I'm starting to now just put that into that cryptocurrency because it's like at this point, dude, at this point, as young people, we're never going to own a, a thousand shares of Tesla. We're never going to own, you know, 3,000 shares of Apple. There's no way. So, you know, to get in on something when it's when it's fresh, when it's young, and then it has a pop, you know, that's that's what you need. That's what you need. You know, the fact that Tesla and other big corporations and 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 you know, wealthy people, wealthy businessmen, and and traders, and just billionaires and everything are are interested and invested into cryptocurrencies. There's a reason why, you know, you can bet in cryptocurrency. You can pay things in cryptocurrency, right? Um, they're seeing that there's money in it. People are putting money into it. They ha- There's money into it. Look at, you know, what's fucking um, Bitcoin was at $49,000, I think this more. Uh, I think yesterday. Bitcoin was at $49,000, I'm pretty sure yesterday. Today it started off at around I saw it in the morning it started off at around fifty three fifty four thousand dollars. I went up five thousand it went up four to five thousand dollars. Just an insane insane thing you know you don't want it's it's <clears throat> like with that Dodge coin yeah that guy had done it two years ago. So the best thing that you can honestly do is throw a decent amount in something that you can put in. And never look back. Be okay with losing it and everything. Just put it in there. Don't fucking look at it for a month, two months, three months. Don't matter. Just don't fucking look at it. And then come back to it. See where it's at. I think a big mistake is like, you know, a lot of people just constantly looking at it, constantly looking at it. I'm, I'm a guilty of that too. I'm constantly checking the Robin Hood, this and that. Oh, see how we're doing. I don't get too freaked out, you know. Um, but it's like, I've been, I've been watching it and it, you know I mean? I had gotten the, the doggy coin at like 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6. And then it hit me, man, if it really does hit a dollar, something simple, like $1 could be tremendous. could be tremendous, <clears throat> you know, but you know, that's the thing. Am I willing to take the gamble of putting a grand, two grand into that right now and then just not looking? And then maybe in two, three months down the line, all of a sudden it hits that pop, it hits a dollar, dollar twenty-five or some shit crazy one day. And then that thousand dollars could have gotten me ten thousand shares. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so it's a it's a tough thing. It's a gamble for sure. It's a gamble. But it looks like Dude, it looks like you got to to gamble, you're going to win some money, all right? I, f- I feel like with gambling, you're going to you're going to make way more than you're going to lose because give you another example. My buddy betting on this fight, right? He wanted to, I, I hit him up on the morning cuz dude, I'm telling you that energy of this fight, something about it, something about it had me going crazy. I woke up that morning and I said, "You know what? I kind of want to bet. I kind of want to bet 
on this fucking fight, right? So I hit up my buddy who's who's pretty good at, at betting and is always kind of sports betting. He's betting on horses, races, everything, all right? Anything and everything, they're betting. 20 bucks here and there, right? Nothing. And they're watching games. They're watching sports. They're chilling, right? It just makes it a little more interesting. $20, right? It ain't nothing. Um, if he had invested $20 into the fight uh, for, for the US, UFC 261, he had uh, all his picks, right, already lined out. For some reason, he couldn't place the bets. I don't know if he got in too late. I don't know what happened. He couldn't place his bets. But he had his picks. Here's ins- it's insane and it hurts my heart, right? The night was so crazy. He was, he was honestly nervous about betting. That's why I think it, he held out on it. He's like, I don't know. This, this card, the whole card is so, you know, like, I don't know what to expect with this whole card, right? And he was right, right? So anyways, he, he, he had his picks. Every pick happened. Every pick he had made for that night on Saturday had happened. So that $20 investment that he would have had would have made him, I think, uh, what was it, $800? $880 or something like that on $20, okay? So sometimes it's worth it to make that fucking, that gamble. It's worth it. You know, I think the only way you're, you know, it's it's with the name, baby. It's with the name. It's with what I represent. The brand, everything, risk. You got to risk it. You got to risk it, dude. Sometimes the the benefit really does outweigh the risk, right? Now, um, you know, betting when you can't bet, now that's a different story, right? Um, let's say you're going to bet $100. You know, say you're going to put this your last $300 on Dodgecoin. Your last $300 for the month on Dodgecoin. <clears throat> Don't expect to make rent, right? <laughs> um, so it depends in what position you are in life and this and that, right? So I get that. But you know what? Like with this type of shit, I'm kind of leaning more towards it, all right? So we'll, and you guys are the, the, the audience of the podcast and everything. You'll see. You'll see if I lose money and shit. <laughs> or if we go on up, you know? If we move on up, because in retrospect, it's like I want to do a lot of things. I know I'm capable of doing a lot of things. And mostly what's holding me back is financial reasons. All right. You know, do I want to open up my own my own skate spot where I could teach lessons and teach art lessons and everything and this and that? Yeah. Could I do it? Yeah. Would I have an audience? Yeah. Customers and everything. Mm hmm. But the startup, all right, the startup that it takes and everything, it, it, I don't have that. I don't have that. And um, that's what I've been working towards for a long time. But it's like, how do you get that? How do you achieve that? You know, it, it takes money to make money, right? It takes money to make money. And these are things that are taught. Why does why do people want to readily be available and teach this type of shit? You know, make other people rich. They don't fucking want to do that, bro. People are fucks, right? Um. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, whatever you do, definitely think about it. Look into that shit, man. I think it's worth it. 
you know, if you if you have if you have a job and you're working your ass off and, you know, instead of spending, you know, think about it. You pr- like like from from my example, I use me as an example. Me and my girl, we go out maybe once or twice a week to a dinner or this or that and we spend some money, right? Let's say we spend uh, $100 recreational a week which is very fair and accurate i would say $100 a week on recreational activities if i did not do that if i was a fucking if i sh- i should do it right i beat myself up about it all the time but i also try to talk to my girl about this if if instead of spending that $100 you know we save that or we spend half of that we we go out less we save that money we have an extra 200 bucks an extra 400 bucks and we invest that or just even just put it aside or just put it aside. Don't touch it, but invest that $400, right? If I had been buying in Dogecoin $400 uh, extra every month since I bought it at the 0.5 and it hit that 0.49, who knows what would I have made, right? But I would have made my fucking money back tenfold. Um, so, you know, it's, Coulda, shoulda, woulda, right? Do you want to have that type of mentality? Coulda, shoulda, woulda. That's where I'm at right now is I'm having that, damn, I could have done this. I could have done that. I don't want to fucking live with that. That's why I've I've made music. That's why I make art. That's why I've, you know, spent my career doing what I love to do Um, because I didn't want to live with regrets. But this monetary shit, it's giving me some regrets, right? It's like, fuck, I could have made some bank, right? I could have made some fucking bank. But you live and learn. And so that's my advice to you guys. Look into that, young bucks out there. Uh, look into that. Throw some money into that shit. You know, you think $20 here and there isn't much, but when you put it aside, it is. It starts to stack. All right? All right, everybody. Do what you love. Make some fucking money. Um, we're going to have some guests on here soon. Thank you for tuning into the risk report. We're at episode 41. It's fantastic. Shout out to everybody checking it out. You guys are fucking checking it out from all over. So that's awesome. All right, everybody have a good one. Peace. Yeah, man.
Pepsi's dreams with the counterculture. Ten years later, now I'm older. Still kick a little bit of rap on the track till I'm on the map. That's just how I'm supposed to. Now I'm boastful. Hella hopeful, I'ma make it out. This hell I go through. Doing shit that others won't do. Doing shit that others won't do. Y'all don't know about the life I live.